Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Great America Show. Lou Dobbs here and delighted you're with us. We finally heard today from the president no one in his or her right mind would ever believe. Almost two weeks after that first balloon was detected, four balloons shot down since February 4th. And if he got anything right with his remarks today, it was purely, in my judgment, by accident. He said nothing about the balloons that was verifiable or specific, and his purpose seemed to be to absolve China of any culpability. Biden said he isn't looking for a Cold War with China, and isn't that a relief? And then a reporter asked if he's compromised by family business in China. He said, give me a break in true Biden style. Lovely. What a leader the impaired puppet president is. It's truly sad to watch Biden and the corporatist-owned media play pretend games with one another. Sad, too, the Biden administration's silence on the Palestine-Ohio derailment two weeks ago. Governor DeWine says he asked FEMA for help, but the Biden regime said they couldn't help because the derailment didn't destroy their houses. Even though many of the homes are contaminated with hazardous chemicals released in that crash, the groundwater affected as well. We did just a quick check here on the Great America Show on other derailments, and I think you'll be as surprised as I was. 16 by our count, 16 derailments since the beginning of the year. A truck crashed two days ago spilling hazardous chemicals in Tucson. And yesterday, another Norfolk Southern train, also carrying hazardous chemicals, derailed outside Detroit. No reports of any leaks there, mercifully. You'd be forgiven if you actually thought the country was suddenly under some kind of assault. Balloons, train derailments, and truck crashes, and two F-16 jets had to be scrambled to intercept Russian MiG fighters and two bombers Thursday. We're being tested, all right, folks, and don't doubt it will continue in one form or another at our borders, our airspace, at sea, and from within. The Marxist Dems have become a fifth column in this country, and they're running the government and the country into the ground. For example, Biden today ordered all federal agencies to produce an equity action plan and use huge sums of federal money to carry it out. His executive order directed the OMB to reserve money, billions and billions of dollars, money in the budget, but there is no budget, which by law should already have been delivered. Domestic policy or foreign? This is a mess under this Biden regime, and it's important for all of us to remember this president is outright illegitimate. He won the election through the interference of the Marxist Dems, the deep state, and an attorney general who knew Biden was lying about Hunter's laptop and refused to intervene. The combination of all that and more changed history. 
Fortunately, some states are trying to protect their voters and their election systems, and Alabama is among them. Alabama's Secretary of State campaigned on electoral integrity, and he won. His name is Wes Allen, and he's hard at work early in his first year in office and has already withdrawn the state of Alabama from the voter registration group called ERIC. He wants the state to maintain control of their elections and all the data that belongs to the state's voters. Secretary of State Wes Allen, great to have you with us here on The Great America Show. Congratulations on your election. First, how does that feel? Yes, sir. That was our first official act in office and for our campaign for 18 months all over our great state, all 67 counties. And one thing I heard loud and clear from the people of Alabama as I uh, traveled all over was that they want safe, secure and transparent elections. Alabama does a very good job uh, as it pertains to our elections process. And so uh, I heard it uh, from north to south, east to west, all over Alabama. And uh, when I brought up the issue of Eric, Uh, It was very concerning to the people. And of course, I was elected on uh, November the 8th, 2022. And one of my promises was that I was going to withdraw us from Eric and uh, and get us out and manage our own voter registration here in the state of Alabama. And that's what we've done. A a number of states, over 30 states uh, Mm -hmm. use Eric. uh, And that includes all sorts of personal information about voters. What was your reason for wanting to do that uh, withdraw immediately from Eric? Well, you know, it, it every 60 days, uh, all of our driver's license information is downloaded to Eric, which is a private out of state group. And uh, we just I just don't feel I feel that our uh, information does not need to be going to this private out of state group. Uh, that's, uh, you know, not uh, one of those one of those groups that. You know, the states don't have an everyday way to, to monitor uh, what's going on with Eric. Uh, no audit ability there. Uh, and so your name, your date of birth, partial social security, other information, email address uh, is going to this private out-of-state group. And one of the most concerning things, Lou, that, that we saw and we found is that uh, information from children, minors, those who are not yet 18, uh, is going to Eric as well, and so that's a major red flag. And when when we would ex- uh, uh, when we would explain that, that would have great concern on the voters would have great concern uh, over what Eric was. Well, I, I can imagine uh, certainly why they would have that concern, and I know that a number of secretaries of state uh, across the country have expressed that concern. Uh, there have been, in my opinion, very slow to react to those concerns. That is, do what you have done, uh, which is to withdraw mm-hmm. the state from Eric. And I, and I want to commend you for doing so. Uh, I just believe that it's, uh, to me, it's irresponsible. And I'll do this on a number of levels uh, when I explaining my position. And that is, one, I believe that the state should have absolute control over their voter information. Uh, and certainly their DMV information. Uh, there's just no excuse in the world to me to be sharing that kind of information, as you say, particularly with minors. But so many states mm-hmm. have done it, and I don't see the cost savings. Maybe you could explain to me and this audience why 30 states are, are, are a handful more are going with this outfit uh, called ERIC. Why can't they do it themselves, and why wouldn't it be better to have that control? 
Well, that's a great question, Lou. Uh, one that I don't have the answer to, but other states are doing it. But as far as Alabama is concerned, we're going to uh, take back control over our voter registration. And there's a misconception out there, Lou, that we have some computer or some server sitting in our office here in the state of Alabama, in, in my office, uh, that where we can check um, our information or check Georgia's information or check these other states that are, are part of ERIC and compare them to each other. And that's just not the case. So uh, we send the data uh, or have been sending the data, the driver's license information, and Eric runs their algorithms and sends us the information back. And so that's the way uh, Alabama has received the information uh, before. And so we feel like that we can manage our voter registration and we can do a good job with it. And, you know, I, I'm a former probate judge, Lou. Uh, probate judges in the state of Alabama are the chief elections official in their respective counties of Alabama. And so we've got lots of experience running elections. You know, we've got lots of relationships and that's really what this is about, is about relationships with those probate judges, circuit clerks, sheriffs, boards of registrars, all throughout the state of Alabama. And that philosophy is to work closely with them and to give them the tools and resources, training that they need to execute the election laws of the state of Alabama and to make sure we have safe, secure and transparent elections. And and when when you look look at this uh, situation across the country, you, you can hardly say that Eric deserves a lot of credit for anything because the the <laughs> state after state has election problems of immense proportions. Whether it is uh, Arizona, whether it is Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, and, and the list goes on. Uh, give us, if you will, a sense of what Eric's response was when uh, the organization. Uh, response when you withdrew? Well, uh, I haven't talked with anybody from Eric uh, directly. Uh, we have received some emails and uh, our general counsel is corresponding with Eric and their uh, leadership um, to make sure that the withdrawal is complete uh, in April. And and why would it not be? I guess is the question I would have. You just simply shut down your uh, your transmission of data uh, and their part's over, isn't it? Yeah, correct. But um, per the contract, it takes 90 days to fully withdraw. And mm -hmm. uh, everything, we fully expect everything is going to go fine with the withdrawal. Yeah, I was I was getting at whether or not they were resisting this. and uh, No, uh, no. They, the, they didn't, yeah, they didn't put up any, any resistance on that. And in withdrawing, do you have, you've been campaigning for a year and a half. Uh, you've got you had obviously a clear vision of what you wanted to do. It, is this going to cost the state of Alabama any more money? Uh, much more manpower have to be uh, allocated because you withdrew from Eric? No, we don't. We don't think so. We're prepared to uh, partner with uh, state agencies all across. Uh, you know, the, the state government with ALEA, which is the Alabama uh, Law Enforcement Agency, which is, you know, oversees the DMV and our driver's license. We're, we're looking into using the Social Security Death Index, uh, using and utilizing the uh, United States Postal Service change of address. So we're looking at a plethora of, of avenues uh, to make sure that we maintain and, and have the um, cleanest voter rolls in the country. Uh, because, listen, it all starts with the voter rolls. You know, if you don't have a good voter registration, uh, it's uh, it's not going to go well for you. So we're we are committed to making sure 
you know, our elections are safe, secure, and transparent, and that starts with clean voter rolls. You bet. And uh, the the other secretaries of state around the country, I'm sure, are watching Alabama to see how this goes, those uh, folks. Uh, and you just raised two issues uh, there with the U.S. Postal Service, uh, getting that information, also getting Social Security information on deaths. Uh, that that brings the information to you. It keeps it in your control uh, against what you can match to see if about the quality of your of your voter rolls. That's got to feel pretty good to know you're in charge of the data instead of someone else like Eric. Yes, sir. And and you know, like I said before, you know, traveling all over the state, especially given to what we saw in 2020, Lou, uh, going on around the country and other states, people. People are very observant, especially the voters in Alabama, and and they want to make sure that our elections are going to uh, stay strong and secure. Uh, and I heard again loud and clear that one, we want paper ballots. We want to keep paper ballots. We want to make sure that our machines are never connected to the internet or never have any capability of being connected to the internet or any Bluetooth um, uh, capability. Uh, they, they want to make sure that we have election day and not election month. And we heard that loud and clear, and that's what we're going to do in Alabama. Well, good for you. And is that effective immediately? Uh, is that effective uh, this year? Oh, well, uh, listen, we, we're going to be uh, making sure that uh, we have a good legislative agenda set forth to where uh, we, we already have paper ballots, but we're mm-hmm. going to put that in state law. And we already have uh, the capability or we already have in Alabama to where our machines cannot be connected to the internet, but we want to put that in state law and state statute to further strengthen that. Uh, and then we'll be watching against uh, any kind of legislation that would uh, weaken our uh, elections here in the state of Alabama. So we're going to stay vigilant. Well, I, I'm going to say again, uh, good for you and good for the state of Alabama. Uh, and voter identification. Everyone in the country mm-hmm. seems to want it except for the federal government uh, and elements of the of the Democrat Party. Uh, your thoughts on that? Well, photo voter identification is a must. We can't back up one inch on that. We must keep it uh, and make sure that we do, do not have any kind of voter fraud at the polls. Uh, I think if you look at uh, the polling on that uh, particular issue, it's very, very high, not only among mm-hmm. conservatives, but, uh, but also among uh, those in the Democratic Party as well. So people want to make sure that when they walk in and they present that ID, they say who they, they show, they say they are. And we're committed to uh, making sure that we don't back up an inch on photo identification and keeping photo voter identification. It's a must to prevent fraud on election day. I have to say, Wes, in listening to you, you've got control of your voter rolls. You've got, uh, you're not allowing access from anyone else to the information uh, the voter information, the information about your citizens, and including and perhaps most especially uh, Mador, uh, minor children, uh, mm-hmm. getting that data to them. Uh, this, And you've got voter identification, paper ballots, and the only other area I could ask you about, and you've already said that you're, not, <laughs> you're going to keep having election days, not months, uh, in the great state of Alabama. Right. The only other question I would have is, do you have central uh, counting or do you have precinct counting? How does that work? Yeah, so uh, in Alabama, like, for instance, in Pike County, where where I was the probate judge, we had precincts. Uh, We had 34 actual 
precincts. And then the 35th precinct, that last precinct was what we call provisional uh, voting, provisional ballots. Um, but everywhere is set up in a precinct style. Uh, so they go to their, they go, they're drawn out in lines every 10 years. And when we do the census and do redistricting, and so it's uh, set up in a precinct style voting. And you've uh, you've not had problems uh, as a result because uh, states around the, as you well know, states around the country who've gone to central uh, voting that is bringing in mm-hmm. to one one massive data center, uh, counting center, mm-hmm. tabulation center. Uh, it's just it's just rife with uh, potential for mm-hmm. corruption. You're thinking. Yeah. So like, again, we, we do it right in Alabama and, you know, I've got relationships and know a bunch of our probate judges all over our state and those circuit clerks that attend to our absentee uh, balloting. And of course the sheriffs, which are in charge of the custody of the returns and custody of the ballots and record record of elections. Uh, so, uh, you know, they do a good job and we count those ballots at the end of the night when the polls close at seven o'clock and then those counties all throughout Alabama send those returns back to the Secretary of State's office. And the good thing about Alabama, unless it's just an extremely, extremely close election within a few votes, you're going to know who wins and loses on election night in Alabama. Well, that's wonderful. And I can tell you, everybody, I'm sure in in Pennsylvania and uh, Georgia and Wisconsin and Michigan and, uh, and, and many other states, would love to have the Alabama system working for them. Uh, and uh, I, I think that uh, people of Alabama got to be thrilled with uh, what they've gotten, uh, what you're preserving here. Uh, so uh, again, mm-hmm. our congratulations. I want to get your sense on the intervention though, uh, into state systems of, uh, of both uh, balloting and counting. Uh, the federal government seems to be intent on getting control and influence over elections, as are a number of uh, NGOs and not-for-profits funded by various people, including the dreaded name George Soros. Uh, but I'm talking about all of them. Uh, is it your sense that the American people are winning against those intentions, or are we losing? Well, Lou. The good thing in Alabama is, is that last year in the last legislative session, uh, I was in the legislature for a term for four years, and I sponsored the bill to ban the Zuckerberg dollars coming in, those private dollars coming into Alabama. And uh, we got that bill across the finish line because we believed that private dollars did not need to be going into public offices to, quote unquote, help them uh, run mm-hmm. our elections. And so uh, we're very proud of that, le- that piece of legislation that Governor Ivey signed into law uh, last this past year in 2022, and it protects uh, our elections process. We don't need to start down that road of letting private dollars come into public offices. One of the main things that government needs to do and should do well is run elections. Amen. Amen. Wes, I'd like to say how much uh, I enjoyed talking with you, and I appreciate you sharing your your your, your thinking uh, with uh, our audience. We appreciate it. Uh, we always give our guests the last word on this show, and so if you will, your concluding thoughts here today. 
Well, I would just like to just thank you, Lou, for having me on today. I appreciate the opportunity to come on and have a discussion with you about our elections and why it's important and why we must make sure that we do everything we can um, to, first of all, make sure we have elections on election day and not election month. We always have paper ballots. Our machines will never be connected to the internet. Those things are important. And once you start letting, um, letting that get out of your control, like we've seen in some other states, things can go bad in a hurry. And so no mass mail balloting in Alabama and all these other things that you see in some other states. Uh, we're going to stand strong in Alabama with the help of our legislature and our governor and here in the Secretary of State's office and also with the help of our local elected officials. Like I said earlier, those probate judges, circuit clerks and sheriffs and boards of registrars. Uh, people make the difference and uh, I look forward to working with them in the years to come. Although I'm sure that uh, that's a, a mutual feeling on the part of those uh, those officials. Uh, Mr. Secretary of State, Wes Allen, we thank you for being with us here on The Great America Show. Thanks for all you're doing for the great people of Alabama, the example you're setting for everyone in this country. Thanks so much. God bless you. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lou. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Here Monday, our guest will be Congresswoman Harriet Hagerman. She's the one who beat... Liz Cheney, do you remember that name in the midterm elections? And you're going to love Congresswoman Hagerman. She was a trial attorney for 35 years, a Wyoming rancher her whole life, and she's endorsed President Trump for the presidency in 2024. You don't want to miss Harriet Hagerman, I assure you. That's Monday. Please join us. Until then, have a great weekend. God bless you, and may God bless America.